Welcome to another episode of the Double Comma Club with your host, Nicole Ruth of the Ruth Team, the number one lending team in Colorado. It is eight o'clock on the nose. I'm giving myself a pat on the back. All right, we're talking about first time home buyers today. It feels like they have no options. Like the struggle is real. It's so real, especially here in the Denver market. I mean, if we were in Oklahoma City, which is where I was last week, and my lovely nephew, Kevin, just closed on his second home, and he's already asking me, how do I get my third? Uh, there are more options there. <laughs> Although every market is intense to its degree of intensity, right? I mean, it's what we're used to. Nationwide, we are struggling with limited inventory. When you have in the neighborhood of 223, and the last number I saw was 234, it's moving very little. 1,000 homes, whether you say 223 or 234,000 homes nationwide, and we have 3.3 million people in the Denver market alone, I don't care what market you're in, the struggle is real. And when you have cash and you can go $150,000 over asking, even then it's frustrating, but you can win the deal. So how do you win the deal as a first time home buyer? How do you win the deal if all you have is the $20,000 in your bank? Now, there is a massive generational wealth transfer that is in the process of happening and it will continue to happen from baby boomers to millennials, right? So baby boomers to millennials, those parents and or grandparents are transferring that money over uh, as they start downsizing. And I'm seeing some millennials come with 20% down. My first house, now, okay, I'm going back a couple decades, but my first house was $100,000. And I thought that was expensive, right? And so how do you, you walk into this market, you can't find anything for under 300,000. So as a first time home buyer, who's got $20,000 down, what are your options? And that's kind of what I want to talk about today. So we've got, if you're a real estate agent and you're watching this, our agenting night this week, um, we've got Shelly from Chaffa is coming in talking about the strategies and the strengths of Chaffa, really making sure that you understand how to capitalize on the program. And you might be thinking, well, good luck with that. So maybe the timing is not perfect, but this market will shift. So nationwide, we've seen at the bottom. So if we look week over week, we've actually seen a small uptick in inventory. Now in the Denver market, I'm not feeling that yet. Some people are feeling a little fewer showings. Other people will tell me that I'm off my rocker, that their showings were off the charts this past weekend. It's shifting based on the neighborhood and the product and the price point. It's gonna be a slow shift as we see some more inventory come online with higher interest rates. The 10 year is now over 2%. Interest rates are over 4%. So as we see interest rates go up, we'll see slightly more inventory. We saw this in 2018. And I'm going to break that down on Friday at the market update with Megan Aller. What is the comparison of when rates went up in 2018 to today? Now, of course, granted, we have a pandemic and a war. It's very different than it was in 2018. But the transition of inventory 
based on the rising interest rates happens. So we might see a few more days on the market. We might see a few less overbid uh, offers, and we might see that house go a little less over asking. So if that's the case, is this the opportunity for first time home buyers to get in? It is, right? It is. This is what we have to hang on to because as this shift happens and it's not here today and it's not gonna be here this weekend, but I'm talking about as this shift happens, first time home buyers cannot give up because this is the time and that's why this is the perfect time for a Chaffa class. Are you ready to help them jump when their time comes? Because you've gotta be ready. We've been so focused on getting those people in that have a lot of money to put in over asking or they have a cash offer or they have all the things that makes them the perfect buyer. And I get that. But the struggle for the first time home buyer is real. And how do we help them take advantage of the small opportunities? It's kind of like buying on the dips in the stock market. How do I take the, the advantage of the opportunity of buying on the dips? How do I take advantage of the opportunity of the small increase in inventory that gives me a few more days on the market, which gives me a little bit less over asking and allows me to get in. God, I want that to happen like now, but it's not gonna happen immediately. It's happening over time, small increments. So as a first time home buyer, what are our options today? So as we learn more about Chaffa, I wanna highlight this, and then I wanna talk about some strategies on what you could maybe focus on to get in on a property. So one of the benefits to Chaffa, and I get the fact that putting in an offer right now with 3% down, little to no money in reserves is a tough sell. But one of the strategies for that is finding homes outside the metro, maybe going further out. Can you work from home? And can home be Fort Collins? Or can you look at some of the other areas that are in the path of development that have opportunities for continued appreciation as Colorado continues to expand, but might not be as expensive as Denver. Now, is it as intense as Denver? Yes, remember I started out with that, that the level of intensity is common. It's just the starting point, right? I mean, Oklahoma was less than intense, like it was negative intensity and it's coming up to normal, right? But Fort Collins is less intense than Denver, but it's still seeing an uptick in that buyer pool wanting to get into home ownership. And there's just less inventory. There just is. Builders are having a hard time meeting demand and investors have bought up a ton of inventory from 2010 and on with these historically low interest rates throughout that period of time. Yes, 2021 and 2022 saw historically low interest rates, 2020 I should say in 2021, but ever since 2010, we saw low interest rates. I mean, they weren't in the twos, but they were still extremely low. So investors were jumping in and gobbling up some of that inventory. And now all those people that have 2.625 are not selling. So the inventory is lower, buyer demand is still there. We're continuing to see that intensity, whatever market that you're in. So can you go outside the primary market wherever you live? Can you look for homes that maybe don't have street appeal? right? Does it have still green walls and yellow shag carpet? Does it, is it outdated? Was it somebody's grandparents' home, right? Is it maybe near a busy corner or does it have some sort of a, uh, something that other people might not want? Now you have to think 
If it backs up to a grocery store, and when the market turns good, it will still be backing up to a grocery store or be on a major corner. And then when the market is good and there's a little bit more inventory, will you be able to sell that home as easily? That's a question that you should be talking to with your real estate agent, because just because you can doesn't mean you should. I want to, I want to kind of just lay that out there, right? Don't get into any home just to get into a home, but get into a home that makes sense. I was having a conversation with one of my teammates this morning and she's paying rent right now of $2,100. And so we were talking about what price point would that put her in? And more than likely it's a condo. And I don't love condos. I haven't kept that a secret. Uh, I, I think condos are affordable and they are a stage, right? They are stage in the process. So buying into a condo will allow you to stop paying somebody else's mortgage and start paying your own. Start building principal reduction and start taking advantage of appreciation. The problem with condos is the appreciation isn't as good when you own the land. The whole identity of a condo is you only own the airspace. So it's the appreciation is not going to be as good when you don't own the land, right? And you have an HOA, a homeowners association, that dictates your cash flow. They could create an assessment or they could uh, increase or they could create rules around the way you can live. But it's a great stopping point on the journey of home ownership because if I can change out my rent and her $2,100 affords her about a $360,000 purchase, which is definitely a condo, right? So a $360,000 purchase though, every month I've got principal reduction, every month I have appreciation, and in a year when the market does calm down a little bit as far as inventory per demand, then she could trade that condo in for a small single family or even a better option. What if I traded that in for a duplex? I had a gal in my office who her limit was about the same limit. It was a $350,000 house, condo, townhome. The other option, the same affordability, if, you're, if you can withstand a little risk, is to get a duplex. That same affordability for $350,000 single family afforded her a $600,000 duplex. That's brilliant. That's one of the big options that first time home buyers have is to take advantage of rental income. So this whole opportunities and taking advantage of, I want to quickly go back to Chaffa because I started off talking about Chaffa and then I got, I sidetracked myself. I get so excited. So first time home buyers, please don't give up. Please don't give up. You are um, the bread and butter of where America builds its strength right? And continuing because we have this chain of events where first-time homebuyers coming in, allowing those first, were first-time homebuyers to move up and allowing those people to downsize, but who aren't right now because of the fear of COVID and being locked into low interest rates. We know it's an inventory issue. But this Thursday, we have Chaffa coming in. <clears throat> and one of the biggest benefits right now, if I've got a first-time homebuyer that has a limited amount of money, I can use Chaffa to support appraisal gap coverage. 
So if I have a certain bucket of money that is used for my down payment and I pre-approved you with three or 5% down going conventional and we got you approved for that, how, that, that home that was a little outside of the metro and maybe it was on the market for two weekends and maybe it had, maybe it had the green walls and the yellow carpet and it was a block off of a major intersection, right? You got it under, under contract and I'm excited for you because that will continue to grow. So you got that home under contract, um, but the appraisal didn't come out as much as you offered because you had to offer over asking, you had 5% down, you had the bucket of money. So now if the appraisal comes in slightly lower, I can quickly flip you over to Chaffa, still get you closed in three weeks because we underwrite Chaffa in-house. So I can still get you closed on time. We flip it to Chaffa, we use down payment assistance to help offset the cash you need to close and get you to the closing table, even though you didn't have the money at the time of contract to fund that appraisal gap. So using Chaffa allows you to be able to access those appraisal gaps. Chaffa also allows for, it has a fixed interest rate and lower mortgage insurance, which allows for a lower monthly payment. First time home buyers getting access to these higher interest rates, this locks in a lower interest rate. So really an incredible benefit. So let's go back to some of the strategies though. So if I can, if I have this tool over here on the side that maybe I use and maybe I don't like down payment assistance in case the appraisal comes in low or I need access to more funds or maybe I get a house under contract, I have 5% down, but once I get into it and we do the inspection and I'm not gonna call out any of the inspection items because it's hard to do that in this market, right? But it needs things. It needs, because you saw that it needed things, and that's why it was on the market for two weekends. So it needs the bathroom to be remodeled, or maybe it needs new lighting fixtures because it has the old pipe lighting, or maybe it just needs new carpet. So if your cash was gonna be used for 5% down and you got this under contract, we could again flip you to a Chaffa down payment assistance and use that cash instead to upgrade the home. YouTube is amazing today. You can DIY almost anything. Changing out the lighting, changing out the carpeting, doing paint and upgrading with your personal touches can do miracles for some of these homes that simply don't have street appeal. Using a down payment assistance once under contract to offset inspection or to offset the appraisal helps win the deal or at least secure the closing right? It's all about creative lenders offering creative solutions very quickly. We've got to be fast in this market. First time home buyers have to be willing to jump all in. So going through these options, when you're sitting down saying, here are my financials, here are my assets, here are all the programs that are available to you. And here's the plan B's. I am a queen of plan B's. How do we get this person still to the closing table given the inspection, the appraisal, or the loan objection, right? Not closing is not an option. So first time home buyers, when we're looking at maybe doing a duplex or a triplex or quadplex, we have to think differently and think about opportunities because if I can afford a $350,000 condo or a $600,000 duplex, I'm going to be looking for both. I'm gonna be looking for what is a condo that maybe is within my area, that maybe fits my needs, or what are the duplexes that are maybe outside the area that I could get for 600,000. 
this young woman that I had in my office that approved for a $350,000 loan or $600,000 condo, she also had the conversation with me about the opportunity to move to Ohio. So she was like, well, I was thinking about going back. I have family there and I can, I can live and work anywhere because my job is allowing me to work from home. I was like, well, if you're willing to move to Ohio, what if you moved, and I brought it up earlier, to Fort Collins, which is on the path of development, right? Or Greeley, Fort Collins is a little closer to the mountains. Everybody's got opinions. That's my opinion. Doesn't make it right or wrong. But there are communities that are outside maybe the intensity of Denver that allow you to get a $600,000 duplex or maybe a $700,000 triplex. There was a, a triplex by Regis University that I didn't end up buying, but we looked at that was 800,000. Could I have done that triplex using the rental income for the other two units and then let my, I was gonna buy for my boys, let my boys live in one of the units and we could use the rental income to offset to help them qualify. That would have worked, right? That's where you have to start thinking creatively and they're building wealth using real estate. So you have to think outside the box, first-time home buyers. Don't just think, I want to go buy a single-family home. Because single-family homes in the Denver market especially are going for over-asking and are hard to come by. Also, when you're looking at condos, make sure that you're going through all of your numbers with the HOAs and the taxes and the insurance. I want to talk about that just for a second because it can sting a lot of first-time home buyers. Make sure if you're a real estate agent watching this or another lender, having the conversation about realistic HOAs, right? Because that can really change that price point from what you can afford. So first time home buyers, I just wanna kinda of say that there are these options of using multiple units. FHA, I can do three and a half percent down on a triplex or quad. That's huge. Right, and I can use the other units. VA, a lot of people don't know this, but you can actually use the rental income without any rental experience on the other units if you use a property manager. That property manager's experience is what's used for the Veterans Administration to approve you for having a rental without any previous experience. That's caught a lot of veterans off, but this there's a, I don't wanna say a loophole, there's a way around it, getting creative. So being able to put three and a half percent down, being able to put minimum down. What you can't do, and I'm gonna finalize with this. What you can't do is I have a lot of first time home buyers that are sitting down talking about roommate income. So roommate income, you cannot use to qualify. Roommate income, I can only use rental income from a legal unit. So if it's a single family and it has a rentable basement, which a lot of single families do right now because people were using them for Airbnbs and then the Airbnb laws got more strict. So they all came on the market and they were for sale. So you have a single family home with a rentable basement downstairs. And maybe you even have an auxiliary dwelling unit in the backyard, like one of those either above the garage or standalone in the backyard as an extra unit. You cannot use auxiliary dwelling unit rent nor basement rent if it is a single family home. So while those are phenomenal opportunities, you have to qualify for that entire purchase on your own income, not using rental income, which is why a legal duplex is so much better. Well, that's all the rambling I'm gonna do today. I hope you guys have an awesome rest of your Tuesday, a great week, and please, 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 if you're a first time home buyer, working with first time home buyers, give us a call. Let's run through all the creative solutions we can figure out to help you get to the closing table. I'll talk to you guys next week, bye-bye. You've been listening to the Double Comma Club. 
Never miss an episode. Subscribe at thedoublecommaclub.com to hear more success stories and to get free tips on how you can get on the path to becoming a millionaire through real estate at any age. Remember, visit thedoublecommaclub.com and subscribe.